family. Welcome to Caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we're going to look at Psalm 40, a very interesting psalm. Reading of course from the New International Version, it reads, I I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders of you, you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you, for where I speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Then I said, Here am I, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin ruin, be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, ha ha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. May you are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. Hmm. Notice how the psalm begins with David declaring that he will wait on the Lord. And then he caps the psalm by saying, Lord, please, you know, do not delay. (laughs) It's so like us, isn't it? I trust you, Lord. And then two seconds later, Lord, well, what are you going to (laughs) do? The transparency of David's relationship with God is here to help us see what being in a true relationship is like, is it not? Relationships, they have their ups and downs. And so it is with our relationship with the Lord. The ups and the downs are not because he he changes, he being God, but because he's compelling us to change, to grow in him. That growing can look a lot like the trial and tribulations, but as your faith grows and your trust in him is more secure, you will be able to see that those things that are meant to crush you will really make you stronger and your relationship with God will expand and you will get to see him in new ways. David and his declaration and his plea are are bookends to a beautiful psalm of thanksgiving. That's the category. (laughs) 
Notice how he speaks to how God has delivered him and provided for him throughout the struggles of his life. David speaks to how he praises God in verse 3. He stated that God has placed a song in his mouth and that he sings it to those who are around to hear him. Verse 9 shows us how he professes the goodness of God in the assembly. For him, the assembly would be the tabernacle, because remember the temple had not been erected during his reign as king. God chose Solomon, his son, to build the first temple, and then it was destroyed, and then King Herod built it again. So what would be the great assembly for us today? Obviously, the church or the place where you worship, but I don't want um, us to get so focused on the adjective great. Many places where, any place I should say, where there are others can be a great place to brag on God. It can be in um, your household, in um, your, on your job, to your friends. Never be ashamed to speak of the goodness of God. For me, that's a form of witness and evangelizing. Because are you not or are we not sharing the good news of Christ, what he's done for us in our lives? Of course we are. And as we grow in God, the Holy Spirit will show us when and what to say and to whom. Sometimes just sharing that what God, something sharing something that God has done for you to an unbeliever is enough just to lay the foundation for few future conversations. I think it is important to share the good and the bad, you know, when you are like David waiting on God to say, you know, yeah, I'm having a difficult time right now, but I'm choosing to trust God and his timing. This too will be nonsense to an unbeliever and if we're honest to some believers who are not as mature um, in the faith as you are, but they will wait as with you. They'll wait and they'll watch. And when God does deliver and you share that message to them, the Holy Spirit will use your testimony to draw them closer. Verse six is through verse yeah, verse six is through eight reveal um, what God asks of us. It I'm gonna read it again. It says, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Then I said, Here am I. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Right? So what is it that God asks of us? It isn't sacrifices or burnt offerings. It's our heart. God wants our heart to want him, to hear him. And how does God know that our hearts are for him? by our obedience. First Samuel 15:22 reads and Samuel said, "Hath the Lord hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat the fat ram. Obedience is better than sacrifice." Then Jesus tells us in John 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus, when speaking of the commandments, is not telling us to keep the, you know, the law, like following the letter of the law. He's speaking to the spirit of the law, 
which he shows us what that spirit of the law is in Matthew 22, um, verses 36 through 14, when it, and it reads, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is the like, to love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So the spirit of the law is to put God first. And in putting God first, then you can love others. And so that is what God requires of us. Putting him first and allowing him to direct you. That's how we show God that we have a heart for him. God loves us and cherishes us and wants us to include him in everything that we do. But it isn't easy for us to step aside, is it? To give him control of our lives. We are a resistant people. Yet that is what God requires of us, is to trust him. I find it wonderful how David, you know, talks about the plans that God has for us. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done and the things you have planned for us. And that goes right with Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declareth the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. We serve a good God who is worthy of our trust. There should never be a time when you are ashamed of your relationship with God, regardless if people understand it or not. As long as you know that your relationship is rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and you understand that it is a process where you can grow closer and closer and closer as you learn how to put him first but the opposite can happen as well if you don't take time out to pray if you don't read his scriptures you can get further away from him but not so far as far as you're not saved and you won't have eternal life but the relationship you've just settled on a what I would call a first level relationship you call on him when you need him he delivers and then you kind of go about your business Versus making him Lord of your life and allowing him to be in the very details of everything that's going on with you. That's where God wants to be. In the thick, in the middle of things. And in his presence, there is joy. I remember for me, it was hard for me to think that, you know, I could include God in anything because I grew up, you know, in the tradition of the law. And even though it wasn't strict, you know, I I knew God loved me, but I thought, you know, he is kind of keeping records of what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. But as he just wooed me and drew me closer to him, I started realizing, yeah, he's not keeping records of wrongs, of <laughs> the bad or the good that I've done. He loves me and he wants me to do better because he knows, he knows that he's made me for better. And when I started notice, knowing him that way, it was easy to just surrender and allow him to have his will in my life we serve a good God and as verse 4 says blessed blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord you are blessed my dear podcast family and I want you to know that do not allow this season of caregiving to make you think anything else enjoy the transparency that we are seeing in David and his relationship and knowing that you can go to God and you can tell him what is in your heart and you can talk to him about your struggles and you can tell him that it's difficult 
what you're going through this time. But at the end of it, always cap it off with you trust him. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being a loving God. And we thank you for being a God who is patient with us. You ask us to be patient with you, but you're very patient with us. In our waywardness, in our being stagnant at times, at our turning our back on you and seeking the guidance from other people as opposed to coming to you, you are patient with us. And let us use you as an example as to how we should be with you and to others. Thank you for being a God who has wonderful plans for us. And thank you for being a God who has already done wonderful things for us already. Help us to start being the people who see the glass as half full versus half empty. Help us to be the people who can count our blessings each and every day. Help us to be the people who walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And help us to know that we can always count on you. Help us to be a people who are not afraid to sing the song of joy that you've placed in our hearts, but to gladly proclaim that you are a good God regardless of what we may be going through. So I ask, Father, that you touch the hearts and minds of those who are listening today, those who are suffering from neglect, those who are suffering from just the weight of caregiving, those who are suffering from just feeling inadequate at times. Help them to know that that is nothing but the enemy, but that you love them and that you have not given them a weight that is too hairy for them to carry, that you are carrying it with them. Allow them to feel your peace and your love this day, Lord, as we pray in the precious name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. All right, my wonderful podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of